0: Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom: how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home and how you can too. Hey, hey friend, welcome to episode number 16 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Before we get started today, I want to make sure that you have seen my free new masterclass for busy moms. Does your morning feel stressful instead of calm, happy, productive? In this brand new masterclass, it is called Master Your Morning Masterclass for Moms. You will learn the number one secret to a morning you love, why your morning isn't working even though you are following all the quote morning rules, and the top three ways real moms make their morning madness minimal. Sign up at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash my morning, or you can find the link in the show notes. Do make sure to sign up so that you get the limited time replay if you cannot make it live. All right, on with the show. If you have been listening along, you know that we are in part three of the book, which is the secret skills supermoms use to succeed. This is the second to last chapter of the book, y'all. One chapter to go, and we will have made it through the entire book. So this week... We are going to talk about chapter 15 from the book, and this is Supermoms Don't Tolerate, A Culture of Complaint, The Secret of Problem-Solving. So I'm gonna share a quote with you. Randy Posh said, Complaining does not work as a strategy. We all have finite time and energy. Any time we spend whining is unlikely to help us achieve our goals, and it won't make us happier. I mean, seriously. If our goal is to succeed in our goals, and stay happy in the process, complaining is absolutely the enemy of that. So what is a culture of complaint? And why is this so bad? In the book, I define the culture of complaint a as a situation when we set up an atmosphere, a culture, when complaining is tolerated at best and really encouraged at worst. Complaining is whining with no intention of finding a solution. And why is this so bad? Um... A couple of reasons, but one of those is that complaining is always directed to someone else. So complaining says, let's look for the worst in the situation, and let's blame it on someone else. And by blaming someone else, by saying that this situation is their fault, it takes away all of your control. If someone else is in charge of this, then you have lost all control of the situation. So complaining says, look for the worst, be the most pessimistic, and also give away your control. Let me tell you a couple more things that complaining actually does. So truly in the research, this is what we know that complaining does. It increases cortisol. This is a stress hormone and cortisol, too much cortisol, increases blood pressure, increases blood sugar, impairs your immune system, and can cause you to be more susceptible to things like high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, essentially all of these things make you sick. Complaining cultivates a negative attitude. It causes you to look for the worst in a situation instead of the positive. We know from previous episodes that a positive mindset, a positive attitude is super important to happiness, super important to success. And so complaining is the opposite of that again. So the enemy of that. Another thing complaining does is rewire the brain. So constant complaining actually shrinks your hippocampus. Your hippocampus is responsible for things like cognitive ability, memory, things that are super important to you being able to function as a healthy adult. When you complain constantly, it reduces your memory capacity, your ability to react in new situations, and can cause stress outside of that. And then the last thing is that negative thoughts breed more negative thoughts. So you're constantly complaining, constantly thinking negatively, You're breeding more of those. So complaining begets complaining. So let me just, before we go on, I want to talk about what's different between venting and complaining. Venting is more a release of emotion. So it's like complaining. Complaining is certainly a release of emotion. But with venting, the intent is really to release the emotion and then solve the problem. So venting is sometimes necessary for us. Sometimes we have to get some of that emotion out in order to be ready to solve our problem. Complaining is most certainly not. Complaining is definitely just focusing on the problem and never actually getting to the solution. Okay, so I'm going to go through today from the book again, 10 steps to solving a problem. And this sounds like you're like, oh goodness, this is going to be so boring. The whole purpose is to figure out ways that you can stop complaining. And if you're complaining, you obviously have a problem. There is some sort of something that's not going right. Something is not working in your life. And if we can solve that problem, if we can learn some skills, some strategies, and take some takeaways to actually focus on the solution, we'll have no reason to complain. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay, number one. Identify the thought behind the emotion. We said, just said, complaining is always based in emotion. Complaining is overwhelmed. You have too much work to do and you're overwhelmed. You're frustrated that your partner doesn't help you. You're irritated that the kids keep leaving things on the table. All of those emotions, all of those, that overwhelm, that frustration, that irritation, that is the feeling. But behind that sits a thought, right? We want to figure out what those thoughts are. And we want to look for those without judgment. It's okay if they're irrational. It's okay if they are uh, inappropriate. It. The point is to find that thought and really figure out the real problem. So the next step is digging for the root. Uh, another name for this is root cause analysis or the um, five whys or six whys. Sometimes you might have heard this called. So we've got our thought and then we're digging for the root, Right we are saying, what is the problem? And we continue to ask why until we get to the assumed problem. So we say, well, I don't like the kids to leave bowls on the table. Why? Because it makes the house look messy. Okay, so why is that a problem for us? Because I don't like it when my neighbor comes over and thinks that I'm a bad mom because I have a messy house. Ah, maybe we're getting closer to the real root of the problem. It isn't the bowls at all. It really is how you feel about uh, the way that you look in front of others. So being able to dig deep for that root is allowing us to find the right problem. If we can't find the real problem, we might solve the wrong problem and never get to the solution that we actually need. Okay, number three, think solution, not problem. So we are focusing, the main goal is to focus on what you want to happen instead of what you don't want to happen. You will be better to find the right solution when you are able to do that. When you can truly focus on the things that you want and not the things you don't want, then the path becomes more clear. All right, number four is a stopping point for a lot of us. We're complaining, we're complaining, we're complaining, and we decide, okay, I'm gonna stop complaining, I'm gonna actually solve my problem. I have identified my emotion that has come from my feeling, I'm overwhelmed. I have said, all right, what's the thought behind that? I've dug deeper into the root of what my real problem is. Now I'm thinking solution, not problem. And the big question is, do you actually want a change? Do you actually want a change? This is a big decision, but you would be surprised at how often you might get to this point and you realize, oh, that solution is way more work than you're willing to put in. You might think, oh, this problem actually wasn't that big of a deal after all. Now that I've kind of dug into it and I've really looked at it and I flipped it over and I've looked it in my hands, it's maybe not that big of a deal. You might figure out that you just like to complain. Maybe you were like, oh, there wasn't really a problem at all. I just am kind of negative and I need to work on that. I just, I want to feel like a martyr and I need to work on that. So you might, um, finally, you might honestly find out that you can't change the situation, right? You might find out that, by getting to the root cause, it's something that truly is out of your control, not in a blaming way, but just is actually not in your control. And in that case, you'll have to change your reaction to it instead of changing it altogether. Okay, so let's pretend that you have decided that you are ready to change. You actually want to change. We'll move on to the next steps. If not, if you have decided, ooh, I and it's not worth it, right? Or I it, it isn't something that I want to change. Then you need to decide how you're going to come to terms with that problem because it will continue to cause those negative emotions if you if you don't start to figure that out. You don't want to be a lifelong complainer. So there does need to be some work, but it isn't towards the solution if that's what you've decided, if you've decided you don't want to change there. Okay. So, number 5, a solution brainstorm. You know I love the brainstorm. You know I love to use the Super- Secrets of Supermom workbook. You can grab that at the show notes if you don't have it. If you are um, just using a piece of paper, you get your piece of paper and you write down all the th- the solutions that you can think will solve the problem. Now, don't be afraid to get creative or silly or ridiculous, but really put you know things you think aren't even possible. Get all those solutions out of your head. It, the, the purpose really is to think of every solution that could possibly be so that you can come up with the greatest plan. Because the next step is then going to be simplify. You have all these brainstorm solutions, right? You've got this problem, you've got all your solutions, and now you're going to start ripping that stuff apart. One of the secrets of Supermoms is to work smarter, not harder, right? We've talked about this, smarter, not harder. So there is no reason that your most complicated solution is the best. More often, it's probably the easy, most straightforward answer is the right solution to your problem. So after you've done that brainstorm, simplify that down. Okay, now you've picked right. You've got your you've got your item. your You've got your solution. You're ready to go. Now you've got to define the steps. Now we're going to break it down, just like in setting a goal, just like anything else. We've got to break that down. So some simple solutions might honestly have one step. There might be one thing you need to do, and then you're done. Uh, it might be something that's very very simple. If that's the case, awesome. Move on. Implement. Go. Uh, But sometimes we have really complex problems. Maybe we have a major problem with our team at work. Maybe we have a significant behavior issue with one of your children. The one simple step is not going to be enough for that. So when that is the case, you really do need to break that into steps. And I think this is helpful because you can kind of begin with the end in mind and work backwards and then know what that first step is, because sometimes it's a little bit hard to find out what that first step is. So work backwards, think about what the that solution is going to be, and then you'll be able to figure out, okay, this is the first thing to do. All right, number eight, implement. Do it. Take the first step. Get started on the solution. It seems like this might be the hardest part, but actually getting past that emotion, changing that habit of complaining, that's the hardest. That's the hardest here. Getting going, once you've already come this far, that's not the hardest. You have worked out the steps. You know what to do. So getting started is really easier than you think. Number nine, realize your power. The best part, the best, 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 best part of a problem-solving mindset is that you get to realize your own power. You are in control of your thoughts. You are in control how you react to a situation. You are in control how you choose to think and feel. You are in control of how you decide to move forward to solve a problem. You cannot control anybody else, but you can always control you. And that power, that is a great power. All right. And finally, this isn't really your step, but it might be. This is more a step for now you've solved your problem and you're this problem-solving master. You never complain. You're amazing. (laughs) We then want you to pass it on, right? We talked about how the culture of complaint can bring down teams and families. It can cause increased cortisol. It can cause all of these struggles. So once you've changed your own thinking to be more solution focused, you can support other people to do the same. You can help them complain less. You can help them solve problems because guess what? It is hard to be around those that complain just for the sake of complaining and not be drawn in. So you have to be careful about who you're spending your time with and who you're spending your energy on. And if you can make them or help them change just a tiny bit, that's always helpful too. All right. Every week we share one small step you can take to get started today. So today we are going to take five minutes and take a good, hard look at our life. Where are you complaining too much? Where are your kids complaining too much? Remember, this is very easy to pass on. So if you're complaining, 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 likely your kids are too. And if your kids are complaining, 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 take a look at your own self and say, wait a second, am I doing this too? I want you to really think about it. Take just five minutes, but really think about it and be honest. And then after you kind of analyze that, you can decide if you want to make a change and you can move on and, and do the bigger steps. But really this is just an introspection of taking a look at where you might be complaining too much or passing that on to your family or your team's. Okay, before we sign off today, make sure to head over to the link in the show notes or again, secretsofsupermom.com forward slash my morning and sign up for the Master Your Morning Masterclass. There are three options, but if none of those work for you, again, sign up anyway because you'll get that limited time replay. Next week, we are going to be reviewing the very last chapter of the book. I cannot believe we're here and you will be learning about convincing your kids of just about anything. Marketing isn't just for businesses, y'all. It's going to be a fun one. Have a super week. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.